Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to Legally Sound Smart Business, our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist. My name is Nasser Pasha. I'm Matt Stahl. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. So? So you jinxed the Houston Astros. <laughs> I know. Actually, the whole state of Texas, because both Texas teams just full-on collapsed the last couple of days. Houston in Game 4, and then the Rangers in Game 5, the deciding game. So, oh, the Rangers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just both of them just full-on collapsed. Pretty much your fault, I'm assuming. But I actually, uh, yeah, I definitely caused that. <laughs> I'll take credit for that. There was a period of time it was looking like an all-Texas ALCS, and then, like I said, <laughs> both teams just blew it. Yeah. Sorry to hear. Did you see the thing with your, I think it was the governor? I don't know. He posted something. Abbott? Yeah, that's who it was. He posted something. So game, just, I'm, no, I know you didn't watch, or I'm assuming you didn't. No. Game four, the Astros had a big lead at home, like four runs with a couple innings left. So they had a very good chance of winning. And so the governor posted something about like, congrats on advancing to the next <laughs> round. And then they ended up losing. <laughs> So it's a big thing. I'm reading it now. Yeah, hoping for an all Texas ALCS. Looking at you, Rangers, and what that was at the. Why would he do that? I mean, especially baseball, you never know. Someone else probably wrote that for him, but I don't know. Yeah, most likely, and I guess he deleted, of course. <laughs> I think he should have just doubled down on it and own up to it and post it again at the beginning of Game Five. But pretty <laughs> rough one for Houston. Yeah, I'm just I'm seeing if he apologized or something, or what was the explanation. Is Sam Brownback someone significant? Is he the governor? Or Maybe. Kansas governor Sam Brownback. He's like, congrats to the Royals. Not so fast, my friend, Governor Abbott. See you Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag take the crown, which I assume is, is some kind of code word for an assassination attempt on, on our <laughs> queen in England. <laughs> I think you pieced it together. <laughs> well, well, just like baseball is a very number intensive game. This is going to be a number-intensive podcast. There's lots of numbers that are going to be thrown out, so get your calculators out. Well, probably not calculators, but (laughs) get something out, pen and paper, only if you're in California, though. Actually, you just need to have the numbers 30, 8, 12, and maybe 6 memorized, and you'll you'll be good. So basically, there was recent legislation about two weeks ago that was signed by Governor Jerry Brown. He signed a bunch of bills that day, but this is one of them. And it basically made clear this very kind of confusing period for healthcare workers, or I should say healthcare employers in California, because basically there's this laws in California that require meal periods, and we can kind of talk about how that works. But there was also a wage order created by an administrative body that basically said, okay, for healthcare workers, if an employee works for more than 12 hours, you can actually waive that second meal period or one of the two so long as it's a written agreement signed and voluntary waived by the, by the employee. And so this case back in, I think, early this year or late last year, some healthcare workers sued to basically saying, hey, the, the law states in, in statute that you can only waive it if it's less than 12 hours, not more than 12 hours. So this is a conflict. I don't care what this other administrative body of California says. That, that's not proper. And the court ended up agreeing and it was appealed and, and they actually won. And then now it 
basically created this very strange circumstance for these healthcare workers for 22 years. This has been kind of the standard in the industry. And now it was all of a sudden illegal. And so it was actually emergency or urgent kind of legislation that basically created and confirmed that, okay, no, this is, this is okay. Yeah. And I mean, I think the, the urgency part of it was dealing with, you mentioned that case, I don't know the exact date, but it was 2015 that the court yeah. of appeals heard on it and it was appealed to the California Supreme Court. So I th- think the idea was the ur- the urgency behind signing this bill was to just cut that out completely and have it be irrelevant. And yeah, because it sounds like the Supreme Court would have agreed with the healthcare workers, and and now all of a sudden you have a longstanding kind of tradition. And and I hate saying that because it seems like obviously our the California legislator seems to think that this is a proper thing, but it seems strange. Is why why would we want our healthcare workers? working more than 12 hours with only one lunch break. Like, why is that such a urgency? It seems like, I know there are hospitals, and I, and I talked to some of my you know, physician friends, obviously, by the way, this doesn't apply to physicians because you know they're exempt, but some of their support staff, at least, they seem to think it really depends upon certain hospitals, whether you know the resource utilization and the resources for each particular hospital may be different, but it just seems a little strange to me why you'd, this is a good public policy. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess my thought would be that, you know, we're under undersupplied with, with workers. Yeah. I mean, even then, I, I, it doesn't seem like it would make that much sense. I would think, this is just common sense thought is, you know, if I haven't eaten or if I've only eaten once in 12 hours, I'm probably just not even gonna, I guess that's a full meal. But yeah, yeah, for me, two full meals in 12 hours while working, I mean, that's, you're just going to kind of be out of it. And hospitals already high stress, high leverage situation. You don't want people... No, not working at 100%. Yeah. First of all, this is voluntarily waived, so in theory, but I was kind of thinking that's that's somewhat false because if it's industry standard and you don't waive it, then it's like, okay, well, you know, how are you supposed to work in that kind of environment if everyone does it, right? So on one hand, it's, uh, I, I question, you know, the voluntariness of it, but, but nonetheless, so you have this uh, standard, but then you have a worker working 12 hours, or I should say more than 12 hours, and they're non-exempt so they're probably they're getting overtime and then they have a 30 minute minimum lunch and that's not crazy i think i mean i don't know about you matt i mean i think both of us have kind of we've done that on our own well it's a combination of typically hospitals have a cafeteria or something in there so they can eat there or speaking from another experience there a lot of times if you work on the clerical side there's medical salespeople will come in every day and bring a lunch for the entire group of people maybe that was just my experience but (laughs) they would bring in the free lunch for everyone like tons of people i would go in and eat first because they would need someone to always go out there and talk with them and then i would let everyone else eat and then i would eat a second time so it worked out really well double the lunch yeah (laughs) so let's talk about waiver in general because the healthcare industry is not the only industry that's allowed waiver in california Basically, here's the rule. Okay, so if you have an employee that works at least five hours, then they're entitled to a 30-minute lunch break. But if it's if it's less than what I think it's no more than six hours, they can voluntarily waive by mutual consent by both employer and employee. Which seems kind of strange, but okay, that that if you're in that you know five to six hour mark, or I should say less than six hour mark, then that may apply, which that seems very unique. 
Very small number of people. Yeah. yeah, very small number of people. If you're the employer, you can figure that out to like get around that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, now a second meal period is required for at least 30 minutes if the employee works more than 10 hours per day. But if it's between 10 and 12 hours, then the worker and the employer can also so waive it. If they haven't waived the first. If they haven't, yeah, yeah. You can only waive uh, one of them, which makes sense, obviously. They should have just done it like the sick pay, paid sick leave accrual method. So for every hour you work, you get four minutes of lunch or four minutes of a meal. Yeah. Yeah. I should specify this is once in a day. Like you can't carry over and just have like eight hours in one week or I should say five hours in one week for lunch. Yeah. And bringing back up a couple things you mentioned previously, the voluntary aspect of it and what in other industries, not just the healthcare industry, this happens even though we were talking about the healthcare industry before, you know, I think a big one is working in a restaurant specifically like the, in the back end of the restaurant, like where the, yeah. the, the cooks, because I've talked to people that have worked in those positions before. And basically the thought is if you get a job at a good restaurant, you're pretty much expected to waive your, and this it's just ironic because it's, you're working in a restaurant making food, which probably makes it worse, but <laughs> you're basically expected to waive your meal period and they work these long shifts or else you're not going to be able to keep the job that you have at this good restaurant. You'll have to go somewhere else. That's just kind of the the going offer that's out there for a lot of these these cooks to try to work their way up. And I mean, it's not fair, but first of all, I just don't I mean, I think it's you could just eat the food that's there. That's what I would do, but you'd probably get fired, but... Well, what's crazy is that in some states like Texas, I, I think it's crazy. I mean, I but in Texas, there's actually no requirement of any kind of meal or rest periods. I mean, it's it's basically the federal standard. So all, the only basic requirement is that okay, if you do have a meal period and they're truly off duty, then it can be unpaid. But if they have any responsibilities and so forth, then it has to be a paid paid break. And there's some nuances to that. There's about you know like if it's basically 20 minutes or, or what have you, and then how, how long the actual break is and so forth. But point is, is that in Texas, you're, you're, it's pretty free reign. And c- compared to California, if you're working eight hour shift, you can't waive whatever industry you're in, in in California. Yeah. And that's the big thing. And every state's different and they have all these different laws on how they, I mean, just even the way they word things on some of these states, there's, it's much different state by state. So it's truly if you're an employer that has people and working in employees working in different states, you're going to need to to figure that out, I guess. Cause it's, Oh, that's a nightmare. Yeah, for sure. But like you said, there's in Texas, no requirement really, but I don't think you could have a situation where an employer didn't allow, Oh no, it's <laughs> didn't allow some sort of break. No one would work there. <laughs> exactly. And, and I think that's kind of the concept is the market kind of takes care of itself and people have to eat. Right. So, yeah. I couldn't do it because I'm not there, but you should start a business where you just don't allow it's based. That's a reality show. You could just start it and see how many days people last if out eating a meal. <laughs> see how long they last. Yeah. I'll visit you in prison. That's fine. <laughs> I probably won't, but we can do the, the Skype like we do now. Uh-huh. So I guess, I mean, the takeaway here is I guess very specific to healthcare in, in California. So I don't know how many people we're going to have listening under those guidelines, but Another takeaway we can come up with is just make sure that you know and stay aware of any new laws involving the the meal period, and not just meal, just employment laws in general. Because we talked about 
this time every year we talk about new laws that are going to go into effect and there's a lot of employment related ones that get shifted around. So yep. it's just something you have to stay on top of every January that, that, that comes out and, and meal breaks, meal breaks are always tricky because the, the hard part in California is that if you mess it up, then there's this basically hour penalty that gets tacked on for every meal break that you miss and, or misconstrue. And, and it's easy to fall into that trap, you know, whether it's your employee that just doesn't take meal breaks or you bother them and are expected to take phone calls during those breaks, all these little things. And of course there's exceptions and defenses and so forth, but always a risk. You remind me of something. That was the crazy thing about the court of appeals decision that this law just shut down was the court of appeals concluded that their previous law be applied retroactively, I believe four years going back. Oh, I know. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Because basically, yeah, they said that. And what I was unclear, because I know this particular law went into effect immediately, whether, and I honestly think that it wasn't clear when I actually looked at the statute and I'll, I'll look again, but it seemed to not necessarily invalidate that opinion because the idea is, okay, the court said that to what year? 2004, is that what they said? Or four years back, you said, right? Four years back, yeah. So basically they said that this this wage order is basically illegal and we can go back this amount of time. So all these all these times that there was no lunches waived or these lunches were waived, they're they're improper. And then now we have a new law that comes in and say, Okay, it is proper, effective immediately. And so at least to me there's a little ambiguity until that's kinda resolved. But luckily I don't have to deal with that. I am reading a summary, but it's, this isn't the actual law itself, but it says the new legislation retroactively confirms the validity of these greater than 12-hour meal period. Uh, but, okay. but there's no, I mean, I guess that would be sufficient. I mean, the, the four-hour thing or the four-year thing would just be taken out by that. But like I said, that, I'm not reading the law. This is just a summary. So someone's conclusion, which probably makes sense because I think that's what the legislator wanted to do because the California state government's the one that messed up. California legislation passes a law, California state agency creates this regulation that everyone depends upon and follows. And the court says, Hey, that's not correct. You guys messed up, you know? Yeah. So I think that made sense. Well, that's what's coming into the healthcare industry in California. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Keep us sound, keep us smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.